in the AFL, it's preliminary final weekend in our beloved NFL. It is championship weekend, and we are here for it. It's JJ and Sarah here on the field NFL. Sarah, uh, good afternoon. We're sitting here late in the week uh, getting ready for the big NFC and AFC championship games. Hello. Yes, happy to be here. It's uh, it's a it's an exciting time to be still playing, to still have a team uh, playing. Not that either of us do, but we know what it feels like to have one uh, involved. But of course, last week, we know the Niners got the job done. We know that the Lions got the job done. What a fantastic uh, story that is. You've been uh, rowing that boat all season long. So San Francisco and Detroit. Now the world will be with San Francisco. I guess people tipping and picking with their head will be saying San Fran. Those picking with their heart will be saying the Lions. And then we've got Baltimore and Kansas City, of course, Mahomes and the Chiefs got past Josh Allen. They'll uh, be licking their wounds for a long, long time. But we won't look back. We're going to look forward. Let's start with the AFC Championship game. Baltimore, they 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 built all year. They got better and better and better as the season went on. Ended up being the number one team in football. And they host the AFC Championship game against Patrick Mahomes, who's in one of these things for the sixth time. It's crazy, isn't it? And they probably have the MVP in Lamar Jackson and they've got Kansas City in a position that they're not familiar with. They're on the road, although that is dangerous because I feel like Kansas City feel like they have something to prove to do it the hard way. You know, they've always sort of had that uh, hosting, you know, route in the past. But uh, this is going to be an amazing game and I actually don't even know which way I'm going yet on this one. So it's going to be tough, I think. Well, you better decide quickly because we're going to have to pick these games in about uh, 15 minutes time. It's, it's, it's certainly all about Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has got two rings. Lamar's going to have two MVPs. Mahomes played a perfect game last week. He he knows what he has and he knows what he doesn't have. I think it's taken him all season to figure it out. Hasn't it? It's, I think he's wanted to do what they've always done and be explosive and, and throw the ball all over the field, but it's taken him probably until, now or last week at least to realize, well, I don't have that ability, not because he can't do it anymore, because his teammates can't, you know, be on the other end of it for him. So uh, he certainly looks like he knows what he can and can't do. Uh, Travis Kelsey's found some life in the, in the, in the postseason, and that was always going to be the case. And for as much as this will be about Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes, it's a pretty cool matchup between two really well-respected head coaches in Andy Reid and John Harbour. Yes, absolutely. And just on that, there are two things that I would like to see, and I'll be happy if either of these ha- either of these things happen. If Kansas City win a Super Bowl and Andy Reid is punching back another cheeseburger, I'm good with that. But I also really like the John Harbour kind of daggy, humpty dance that he does yeah. in the in the change rooms too. Like I can see either of those situations being good. But I think it's a, a good point you make with Mahomes. I think he's been frustrated all season because he hasn't had, you know, the support that he's used to. But Kelsey standing up last week, he's fired up. He's telling them in the locker room, let's take it up a notch. And I liked your point last week about Rasheed Rice, you know, coming good at the right time. And they've got MBS who's starting to do some stuff, who needed to do some stuff. Mm. So with all these things sort of humming at the right time, that makes Patrick Mahomes very dangerous. It does. And Isaiah Pacheco is the other one at running back who he, he took Tyreek Hill's number 10. Now he's a completely different player to Tyreek Hill, but he's 
he's starting to become he'll never be the uh second most important player in the offense but he's probably two and a half or two b because he's really important when when he can he can run ferociously like he did last week when he can you know make it second and short third and short versus second and third and long and Mahomes has got to save the day it's it just opens up the playbook for Andy Reid and for Mahomes and you know, Baltimore's defense is is lights out. They run and fly all over the field. I think it's the toughest environment. Now, I think the crowd and maybe the defense, they have their lulls throughout the season. And the crowd might not be as engaged every single week. But when that Baltimore fan base is going bananas and the defense is flying around and we know how good they are from a system and a scheme point of view, I think it's the toughest environment in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, I wouldn't say that the Ravens environment is exactly the same as Phil- the Philadelphia Eagles environment at Lincoln Field, but I think it's kind of got that similar vibe of um, just that kind of brutal atmosphere. But that defense is what concerns me. And I I can't see how Kansas City are going to put up a lot of points against the Ravens. That's my concern there. It feels like it will be quite low scoring. I don't know what the total points even is, but it feels like it will probably be you know, maybe first to 20 wins, first to 20 wins, you get to 21 or 23, 24 points and you might win this game. Now, sounds strange to say that because you've got Lamar and, and Patrick Mahomes involved in the game and Andy Reid's a guru, we know that, but it is it is a case of two really, really good defences. The Chiefs defence is, is outstanding and we've spoken about how good the Ravens uh, defence is. There's plenty of storylines in this. It, it is about Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson and it's probably more... Mahomes has got the rings. Mahomes has, has been there and done that. It's more about Lamar Jackson. You get an opportunity to play at home in an AFC championship game. You've got to make those opportunities count, Sarah, because you don't know whether it ever comes along ever again. Well, that's right. You do. And we've seen over the years, and Juice and I talk about this a lot, there are a lot of teams that circle around the championship game or around the Super Bowl, but there are a lot of teams that – historically they'll make it to the Super Bowl and then they disappear. You know, teams like the Broncos and um, the Carolina Panthers made the Super Bowl and then where did they go? Like you have to seize the moment and this, I feel like this is the moment for the Ravens. They've got everything going for them at home with an MVP quarterback. So this is their moment. It is. It is their moment. It is their moment. So that's the uh, look at the Ravens and the Chiefs. I'll give you a little more think time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Before we pick it, let's jump across to the NFC Championship game. Now, I've been riding the coattails of the Niners for quite a while. Uh, The Lions are a fantastic story. We love their head coach. We love their quarterback. Uh, We love their fan base. We love what they're all about. But they're a big underdog. And to me, it probably feels like San Francisco have been able to blow the cobwebs out, get the rust out. They've got some concerns about Debo Samuel. He's been limited at practice all week. I think he'll play, but in what capacity? Uh, that's going to be fascinating. And Cole Shanahan's been more than open about the, uh, I guess, the difference in the offense when Debo's out there and when he's not. So that's going to be an interesting uh, situation to see that play out. But, uh, I mean, I just can't see a world where Detroit go to San Francisco and beat this team. Well, just on Debo for a sec, I saw this interesting stat on Good Morning Football. So San Francisco are 53 wins and 23 losses when Debo plays, and they're eight wins and nine losses without Debo. So it's that's, telling. it is very telling. 
I, I don't see how you can be that sure, though, about the 49ers going in there after what happened with Green Bay. Like, that that was not convincing mm. last week, and they very well could have lost that game. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I think the beauty is they got to learn a lesson without having to pay the price because mm. I, I think they came in – they didn't underestimate Green Bay, but I, I think – you know, you, you're a human. You you understand that we're a big favorite. We're well rested. We're a better team. You know, so subconsciously, you're not absolutely locked in like you can be sometimes. Now, I think they get past that. Cole Shanahan would have been able to to coach them up and review that game as if it was a loss. But mm. the beauty is, it was a win, and they get to advance. So I, I think they'll be razor sharp this week. Um, you know, we speak about all their weapons. If Debo's out, that's a concern. But George Kittle, similarly to Travis Kelsey, he just comes alive in the playoffs. He plays, you know, yeah. above what he's done all season. I guess he's a little bit more involved in the in the passing game. And from Brock Purdy's point of view as well, he was really rusty. I mean, you can imagine these quarterbacks. He would have spent basically sun up till sundown in the in the lab you know, getting himself right. I think they'll make a few easier uh, throws and reads for him in the game and I think they'll get the job done. So I'm pretty confident on that one. But imagine if imagine if the Lions can pull this out of it, this rabbit out of the hat. It would be it would be as good as anything that's happened in that city for a long, long, long time. Yeah, maybe it's my heart speaking. I really believe Detroit can get it done. And if ninety percent of you know, professional sport is mental, as I've heard that thrown around. You could probably tell me if you think that's true or not. I think that Detroit have the belief, you know, and they also have that proverbial chip on the shoulder, which is such a driver. You hear so many successful people that have held trophies say that one person told me I couldn't do it. That's Detroit to a T. They are like a chip on the shoulder type city type team. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just I'm buying all of that stuff because I like the story and the emotion, and I, I'm just so bought in that I can't see anything else. I think I think this game will be really telling early. I think you know once we hit the end of the first quarter, I think we might really know how the game's going to be played. If if Purdy's looking good and making some completions to to McCaffrey and to Brandon Ayuk and and to George Kittle, if he looks comfortable. And or if if the Niners can can warm up, can heat up Jared Goff, Goff's a really different quarterback on the road when he's when he's in a tough environment. We've loved what he's done overall, but he's absolutely airborne at home. But he, he can still be, like all quarterbacks, he can still be prone to mistakes when he's in a really difficult environment. We know they've got Nick Bosa. We know they've got Chase Young. We know they've got Fred Warner. They've got amazing linebackers. And pass rushes if they can scheme it up, and D'Amico Ryan's is not there anymore. But if they can scheme it up and get some heat on him early, like I'd be bringing pressure on the first drive. I'd be really trying to send a message to Jared Goff. Now he's got a great offensive line with Panay Sula and others, but if you can make him uncomfortable early, I think you can really set the tone for the game as a whole. If you can't, and they protect him, and the Lions go down the field and score on the first drive like Green Bay did, then all of a sudden. Yeah, they get the seven points, but I feel like they almost get ten points because they 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 score, but they also realize we can we can move the ball on these guys. We 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 can score here. We're 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 good to go. Let's go. You know, let's go and do this thing. So, I think the first drive in the first quarter is going to be really telling in this one. Oh, I agree. So let's hope that Detroit get the ball first. Then in that case, 
I'd like to see that happen. <laughs> well, I I won't be upset if Detroit get through, but um, I have been riding the Niners uh, for quite some time, so hopefully they can get it done. I really want to see Kyle Shanahan have some ult- or have the ultimate success. He's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, wherever he's been, you know, I love the Brock Purdy story. I, I can't stand the. I can't stand the criticism and the vitriol that comes his way. I just, I just don't understand it. Um, you know, I love Kittle. He's a great character. I love Debo. Love the way he plays the game. And, and I really love McCaffrey. How can you not love Christian McCaffrey? Particularly in a time when running backs are being devalued so badly. He, he is probably arguably the most valuable player in the league. That's not a quarterback. So I'm all in on the Niners. So if we pick these two games and then we get out of here, uh, We'll stick with the Niners and the Lions. It sounds like you're going to be the brave one of the bunch and pick Detroit. Yeah, I, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm doing okay in my pick so far. This might where be, this might be where the wheels fall off for me. But I just want to reiterate that Dan Campbell is that kind of leader that comes in and has instilled belief. And I still believe his whole, you know, we're going to hunt you and we're going to get you on the front porch mentality thing. So yep. let's go with the Detroit Lions for me. Yeah, I like it. I've got a few Lions jerseys here. You can uh, borrow one for the weekend. Uh, I'll be uh, burying them in the uh, deep in the closet. Um, I'm tipping San Francisco. I, I think it'll be a touchdown or so, maybe seven to ten points. I think they'll win comfortably enough. I think they'll be really razor sharp on the back of last week's uh, near miss or near loss. Uh, this one's more difficult. This is a head versus heart. So Baltimore versus Kansas City. I'm going to uh, handball this to you first. I need more think time as well because I think I want to pick Kansas City. Yeah. My eyes are telling me, I think you've got to pick the Ravens. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I really want Kansas City to win because I want to see T Swift at the Super Bowl and um, and then come on to Australia with Travis Kelsey when she tours here next month. But I can't deny the Ravens. They've been telling us all year, so I'm going to pick the Ravens. I was going to say, you've almost given us the promo uh, for the podcast. I want... I'm picking the Chiefs because I want Tay-Tay to be at the Super Bowl. That's that's our uh, that's our promo uh, for this week's podcast. I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go with Kansas City because because I I'm not barracking against Baltimore. I have been slow to their party. So mm-hmm. I'll 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 eat my humble pie again and again and again. I I will I will be furious with myself if I discount Patrick Mahomes. I know. And he proves me wrong. That's I know. Because I did it forever with Tom Brady. I always yeah. counted him out or I always wanted to look for a, a sexier selection for the Super Bowl. And he made me pay six or seven times, probably all seven. So I'm going with Mahomes and the Chiefs and I'm going with the Niners. You're going with the Lions and the Ravens. So we are crisp and crossed here. Yeah. Oh, actually, do you know something I just am remembering now is at the end of the quarterback uh, series that was on Netflix, Mahomes was like, I'm I'm hungrier than ever. I'm not done. And that worries me. Um, but I'm going to have to stick with it. So Lions, Ravens. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, one of us, well, we might go one and one. We might both be uh, happy at the end of, uh, at the end of the weekend, but um, it's going to be fascinating. Of course, we've got the week off. Before yep. the Super Bowl, um, which is which always works well in America, probably hasn't necessarily been as popular 
out here in Australia when we've uh, had the week off before the grand final, as we did in Perth, but we know that was uh, for different reasons. But anyway, it's Championship Monday for us, Championship Sunday over there in the States. If you're working, find a way to get your Monday morning slash early afternoon off because it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Short, sharp and shiny from us, Sarah. I'll let you get out of here and I'm just on the uh, back burner from a little breakfast radio, so I might go and take a little cat nap. Oh, I know all about that. I did breakfast radio for eight years and I highly endorse the afternoon cat nap. So go enjoy. I like it. We will probably check in next week. There's not much football to talk about, but we might go and uh, get a a little bit more. There's been a lot of coaching stuff going on, so we haven't neglected that. We're just uh, short, sharp and shiny, focus on the games, and then maybe this time next week we can talk about Old Jimmy boy from Michigan to the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Don't worry, we haven't forgot. But uh, Sarah, thanks for joining me and uh, we'll do it all again soon. Good luck with your picks. And you. Bye-bye.